Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Dear FPU. Uh, just to remind you, this is Drew. This is Haley. This is Nia. And we have a very special guest today. Uh, Nia brought him in. Why don't you introduce yourself? Everyone, this is Shaq. Say what's up, Shaq. What's up? <laughs> okay, Shaq, where are you from? I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland's in the house. I'm surrounded by Ohio people. Yes. yes. Woo, Ohioans. This is funny. Ohioans. I'm from Cincinnati, Cincinnati. yeah. 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 That's crazy. Why you come out here? Why you out here? Yeah. All right. FPU brought us here just from mysterious circumstances, and now we're going to do an amazing podcast. We got the male perspective here, and Haley's got the topic. What are we talking about, Haley? Today we're talking about George Zimmerman. For those who are not familiar, he's the man who killed an unarmed black kid, 17 years old, named Trayvon Martin, that um, started... Um, after he was dead, oh, black, that's a bad word. Um, after he was killed, um, that's when the Black Lives Matter movements, uh, you know, started. And, um, now George Zimmerman was acquitted, you know, basically found out guilty or basically what he did was justified. So now in 2000, this, this was 2012. So now in 2019, he is now suing Trayvon Martin's parents for, um, character defamation 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 which is basically they are slandering his name and, and stuff like that um for i think a hundred million dollars mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was on there yeah right so <laughs> where do you get that at <laughs> uh, george zimmerman also sold the gun that he used to shoot trayvon martin um at in a bid do you remember how much they bought that gun for? i do not remember that but i do know he was also autographing skittles yeah he did that too um <gasps> And then that's what Trayvon had in his uh, pocket right. when he was murdered. In Arizona. I think he sold the gun for $250,000. So, wow. Yeah, there's people that say that he's doing this and suing Trayvon Martin's parents to get money. But I'm pretty sure he's already been making money off of this. So it's not yeah. just He definitely money. has been making a lot of money off of this. Yeah. You sell a, one gun for $250,000? Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a lot of money within itself. So basically, we're. I don't like it. Um, <laughs> I don't like nothing about it. I feel mm-hmm. like um, he's he should be in jail. Period. But yeah. he's not. And now that he's basically just throwing his entitledness mm-hmm. around and just showing his white privilege, like yeah. his like his horns are showing at this point. The devil is is out. For sure. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Yeah, I think that's devastating. Like, when I saw that post about how he was trying to sue them for $100 million, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, there's no way that he should ever get any type of money from them. I don't care if it's 10 cents right, or $100. You should never try to get that much money from a family that's suffering because of you. Because of you. Yeah, if you're the cause of it. You, you took should be their trying son. to do everything in their power to make things right as possible in their family instead of keep ch- like trying to take from them and throw stuff at them like who the freak aut- autographs skittles like that he had like this kid had in his freaking pocket like that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. what are your thoughts true <laughs> i think that it's so much more than just the fact that it happened as a statistic trayvon martin's story was one of the first major stories that I can remember 
being a huge news story. Other or, than the Rodney King. Yeah, yeah. And especially because 2012, there was social media. Mm -hmm. So there were a lot of younger people that maybe weren't necessarily aware or were able to get into the movement until mm -hmm. now. And George Zimmerman is plainly aware of that. And it's I highly doubt it's about the money. It's about setting a precedent and making it known that if you're a black male, that that's just how it's going to be and you're going to lose. And it's really upsetting, really infuriating, especially because it seems like there's nothing that we can do. And I don't think that he will end up winning, but the fact that he even had the audacity to And the fact to that say, the lawyer drew that up. Like, yeah. what? I read online that the lawyer that he has is one of the most cutthroat lawyers and probably the only mm -hmm. one that would have taken his case. I think he has a history of defending people like him mm -hmm. to, to get so the money. he's already evil-spirited, so yeah. he's just using his evil-spiritedness to, okay, yeah. to represent other evil people. Got it. Yeah. That's Shad, terrible. I'm kind of curious about your perspective on this, as you are the only male in this circle. And black. And black, and black male. Black yeah. male, yes how you feel about um, when, when it first came out, how you feel now. Um, I talked about it when it first happened, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah, get closer. <laughs> I just feel like it was everything from the beginning was to set a statement. And he, I don't know, he really started the whole wave after um, killing him that, you know, brought something out of the black communities. Mm -hmm to um, really get together and form um, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And I mean, still to this day, I feel like he's trying to just make a statement now about suing the families and trying to get something out of them for some damage that basically he already, he caused himself to them. So, I mean, I feel like he's still just dragging this on longer than he should be and yeah. he should just let it go. I mean, the families is not, you know, trying to pursue it and they can't pursue it anymore because, I mean, obviously you say he was let out on it. I mean, he should just let the, let their family, um, and let the boy rest in peace. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you brought up a really good point about how this thing brought about the Black Lives Movement, but I think that also George Zimmerman's, his actions, the fact that on the uh, police call, mm -hmm. when he was like, I'm gonna go out and see what's going on, and the, the police officer said, don't do stay. anything, stay yes. there, and he decided to go out anyway. Mm -hmm. That entire, his choices, his decision, oh, he looks suspicious because he was wearing a hoodie and he was a black male with his hands in his pockets. That's a whole movement too of people that were saying, well, he shouldn't have been walking at 7 p.m. in the dark. Or, you know, he was valid because he started running when he saw someone. There's she a whole a amount on. of people, which probably the majority of them are also Trump supporters. It's kind of like there's, mm. there's movements coming on where you have the opposition and if he does win this trial, that movement is going to feel like they're so much more valid and powerful, and it's really scary. Yeah, it's... See, you brought up Trump. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> <there's> <laughs> a, that's a whole other topic, but Trump, basically, I feel like all of this is his fault. It's like giving, like, Caucasians the green light to just, you know, air out their whole clip. Like, um... The whole um, zero, uh, no tolerance with immigration, mm -hmm. like that's a whole can of worms. He should like he shouldn't even 
messed right. with. Like, there's people who lived here their whole lives who mm-hmm. probably left Mexico 1980, mm-hmm. and they're probably, like, 50, 60 at home chilling, and they come and knocking on the door. No, not coming and knocking. They come in and taking them back, you know. Right. To Mexico, and I feel like that's Something not fair. Know nothing about. And then they want to throw up numbers like, "Well, Obama deported more, but o- mm-hmm. Obama deported criminals. Mm-hmm. He's deported anybody who don't have papers, right? So it's that's not fair. But uh, and now they're also like, there was two American girls that got locked up just because they thought they were mm-hmm. like immigrants. Yeah, they're not really deporting them. They put them inside um, immigration camps mm-hmm. and. They're um, starting to get overpopulated. Like the one in Los Angeles, um, they said it's way past capacity because he's mm-hmm. not really sending nobody back. He's really just sending all of them to jail. Concentration. Yeah, and not and not right. even that. My mom was Hitler. working at a group home, and like all the little four year olds and three year olds, they're all in group homes. Yeah, and okay. they're like Vietnamese. They're all types of things, yeah. and they just be like, "I want my mommy." I want my daddy. You know, like, that is heartbreaking. It is. Yeah, and a lot of them are in there without sentencing. Um, it's like somebody in there that's been here for two years. Um, they still haven't got sentenced to anything. They just hold it. Wow. They're just sitting there in, in this inhumane living. Um, like, they're drinking toilet water. Um, they're, like, sleeping in foil. Yeah. Um, it's, they're caged up as if they are in jail and animals. And they didn't do anything wrong. They right. just... Actually, just didn't pay for all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just really really evil stuff going on. Um another thing is they're trying to impeach Trump from Senate. I believe that's it. And uh we watched a clip where there's older white men um threatening that if they if he does, you know, if they do remove him, it's going to be a bigger war than the civil war. And he what he he threatened to use his gun and some more things like that's very scary that mm-hmm. they take politics that serious to start a whole war because of some demonic man who is in charge shouldn't be in charge that look like an orange <laughs> <laughs> Drew what are your thoughts bro my I actually have a question what's up so we've talked about a bunch of different things that are all sort of connected yeah. starting with the uh, Trayvon Martin George Zimmerman thing to why Trump is doing whatever he does, the immigration. My question is for you guys, as you know, young adults, what can we do about this? What is there to do? Can we do anything? What are your thoughts? Nia? Yeah. Um, it's just so deep. It's just, it's hard to like, it's, that's a hard question to answer. It, well, it's super easy to complain about things. Yeah. It's really right. hard to do anything about it, which exactly. is why I think it's important to talk about it. And it's really, really irritating, like, bring awareness. It's our, we're already aware. Everybody's right. already aware, but it's like, what can you do? Educate. We already know. Right. But it's like, so it's just like, you keep spreading awareness, spreading the word, but there's some actions that we need to take as, as a country, but it's hard to take those actions when... It just, it seems, I don't know. It's just like, they make it so hard for us to For really, sure. Yeah, yeah, to really do anything about it. And that's on purpose. They're doing that on purpose. Yes, they are. And they make it hard to not act violent. Mm. They make it really hard for us to not do what they do to us. They mm-hmm. make it really, really hard. Exactly. Um, 
what else was I going to say? Like, the only thing we can do is vote, you know? But what if we vote for somebody who has the same intentions as he does, you know? Right? Trump, I mean, Trump put it on his sleeve, who he was and, and what he was about before mm-hmm. he was um, elected. Right. But there was a lot of closet, you know, racists who, um, who came out to vote. But... Mm-hmm. But these next candidates, we're not sure what they're really yeah. about. They say that they're they're different and stuff like that, but but when you get elected, everything could change. Exactly because it's not they're just the voice of power, but the people who are behind it, the uh, the three branches, the legislative, the who executive judicial. branch and the ju- and the judicial branch. Oh, look at me. They um they're the ones who make the power moves. For, uh, Trump and whoever else is going to be president is just the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Very true. And going along with you know, what you said about how they do it on purpose, mm-hmm. I just uh, read online that a lot of the bots were, that, you know, there were bots that interfered with the Trump election, and there are bots now from Russia and other countries that are just funneling different news opinions. And it's from all different sides, right, right wing, left wing, just really strong opinions and the point of that is so that we don't know what sources to trust we don't know what to believe and when there's all that information out that this is wrong or this is wrong it's overwhelming and it's like well i have had so many conversations with people where they're like well what's the point of doing anything everything is messed up there's no way that we can do anything to fix it it's all wrong and it's like I think that's the mindset of just being really negative um, mm-hmm. along with voting which I think is probably the primary thing that we can do mm-hmm. um, I also just read on Vote. Twitter that like we have stopped assembling I, I think we should take notes from the Hong Kong protesters and start assembling as people because it's really easy to complain get a lot of retweets have people talk mm-hmm. about it online but to be physically present to march, to protest, that's a whole different beast. You're kind of forcing them to look at us. And it was, mm-hmm. they were talking about how we should assemble for the impeachment process. And that's very true because there's millions of Americans that are not happy with it, mm-hmm. but don't want to do anything about it. But it's not, it's not that they don't want to do anything about it. They're afraid of getting killed. Right. So if a group exactly. of minorities uh, sprinkle a little Caucasian in there, um, have a, a some posters, you know, impeach Trump, get rid of Trump, no Trump. You know, there's gonna be somebody's gonna air out the whole thing. And I will say, I've seen prote- <laughs> or I, maybe uh, people that have assembled, but it's always been Trump supporters with signs. I've never seen anybody. No, when he first Trump. got elected, oh, it was bad. They was covering the freeway in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a lot of uh, protests. You know that they that we don't want him around, but. What does that do? Yeah, I don't Other know. Like last summer when I was attention. in Toledo, there were people with Trump signs. Yeah. Like, I see people with Trump cars. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm sure you're right. I was driving, like, I was passing by, like, this apartment building in, like, L.A. And where the freeway is, right? So you can see it, and they have this big Trump banner, like, just outside their apartment. You know how people have balconies? Mm-hmm. Well, their whole balcony just had, like, a big Trump sign. You, but you said Toledo. Where's that at? Toledo's in Ohio. Ohio. Okay, and Ohio, <laughs> Ohio was that a red state? Um, Ohio's actually a mix, but yeah, uh, the area that I was was conservative. Okay, because we we are a blue state, 
So mm-hmm. it's going to be less. Yeah, but this area isn't. Fresno decides to have their own little state, but they are. Yeah. Well, but, it's, I think it's Central it, Valley is just country. Yeah, they they trying it, um, but regardless, it's blue, whether they like it or not. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that's probably why you guys see less Trump stuff here than you would see in Ohio, because when I was in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw conservative huh? stuff, like literally the flags, like the Confederate, the Confederate flags. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my! Those I, are all in Kentucky. Every time I go to West Virginia, yep. you always pass a whole bunch of people with Confederate flags, and if you don't pass by like the, like their house or something with the flag, you're gonna see them driving with their trucks with their little Confederate flag pole in the middle of their truck, yeah. and it's gonna be flagging. And it's scary. Flying. I went to a fair in Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa. And it was a man, and he was in a Confederate suit, like oh a white suit, and it had the flag on it, his hat. And I was like, oh, no. I've been scared for my I, life. I hit the I corner so like fast, yeah. like, no way. I don't like to see, if I see any kind of flag like that, any Trump flag, any Confederate flag, I do not feel welcome. It's really, I was in it's South really Dakota. uncomfortable. Yeah, I was in South Dakota, and I was walking, I was in some place. I don't know, it was like a really popular thing down there. And I saw this little girl wearing a Confederate flag. She was like a little white girl with blonde hair. And I saw her wearing a Confederate um, flag hoodie. And she was walking towards me, so I started running the other way. And I guess they had some type of play going on. So this, like, white man dressed up in, like, the, like, old country, like, looking outfit with with a gun. Like, he started shooting. The other way I was running, I was like, oh, my God, I gotta get out of here. That's really scary. Yeah, but I didn't know they had like a whole show going on. Like I like thought you this just was real. Right into it. Yeah, I thought it was real. I'm like, oh my god, I just seen a Confederate flag girl, and then I run into a man that has a gun that he started shooting. Like, this is too much. I'm not from South Dakota. <laughs> and back to what I said. Um, did I mention this in in one of the podcasts? What happened to me on the freeway? Mm-mm. I know you guys know. You need yeah. to talk about that on the. Oh yeah, I don't right think here. you did. Um, so a, a couple weeks ago, I was driving back home. I live in LA, and um, the the left lane was closing, and I seen it ahead of time that I needed to merge. So I merged over to my right. There was a white truck, and it was lifted, and um, he decided to try to run me off the road, and um. And lucky for me, you know, I know how to, you know, Tokyo drift. So <laughs> I, I got to the next lane in time. I looked at him. I, I held my horn while he was trying to run me off the road to uh, alert him. Like, bro, you know, you're doing something wrong. You know, either speed up or slow down. But you need to pick one. So um, he, oh, yeah, I, I held my horn for a while. I took it off and I looked at him when I got to the next lane. And he uh, pulled out a a gun and waved it at me and mouth boom mm-hmm. and that was really really scary and I just feel like although this has been happening for a very long time I just feel like um it's just more blunt now mm-hmm. because um America's making it okay for these old white men to uh, be aggressive and I don't think that's fair because if I did, if I had a gun at that moment, if I had a licensed weapon, I would have killed him. I would have aired the whole car out. I wouldn't have blinked twice. And I've never thought in my life I would take somebody else's life. And that's what scared me the most. Mm-hmm. 
Man. Thoughts on that. Well, that just makes me <laughs> sit on that and think about it. Because okay. so, I couldn't even imagine that happening. That's, I, you must have, I didn't know this was that story. I don't think I heard that story. I didn't know there was a gun involved. That's Yeah, he waved it in, in mouth, boom. <sighs> yeah, so there's racists like that. And then there's also racists that are Trump supporters that will vehemently, I don't think I'm saying that right, but I'm going to stick with it. Close I don't know that uh, Say that they don't see color, that they're not racist. Yeah. Right. But they love Trump. <laughs> they and they the first. Know, those are the people that I do not understand at all. I had to work at Trump convention before. Um, oh, talk to a Shaq. <laughs> Well, I used to work at the um the Marriott in Cleveland. Um, they used to have all types of Trump mm-hmm. conventions like um come through. So I used to have to um, work them, and yeah, I don't know. I used to just be uncomfortable being there, just hearing the Make America yeah. Great Again chant. Like it was just like a whole, it'd be like a whole mob, and then you would see like a few black people in there trying to fit in with them. But you right. see like the white people was really just like, uh, we need you here because we need. Black look like we not against black people, but yeah. it's just like you know mm-hmm. they not really accepting it to the make America great again. Question: When was America ever great, y'all? That's so true. What, oh, what is this about? It was about, never bro? great. <laughs> Man, it was great when the Native Americans was running it. It was great when it wasn't called America, right? (laughs) Right. Like, come on, bro. Y'all took the land, raped and killed dozens and millions of people. Man. uh, The African slave trade created slavery to build your beautiful America. Then going to oppress us with redlining. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. How are we supposed to be the melting pot when you're trying to kick out everybody that makes the pot milk? Like <laughs> that doesn't good. make any sense. Man, America was never great. Make America chant, white again. The, that should be the, the chant. That's the chant. Yeah, but it was never white. It, it, it is. It's hard. Like I'm sure you all have felt entering a new place where you don't know who's going to be there and you don't know how they're going to. It, it's just this concept that I don't know if, you know, the other side can even fully comprehend that there's tons of minority groups that don't feel welcome to be alive, to be present. They feel like their presence is a burden on other people. When, and, and it's hard because, mm-hmm. you know, black women and black men are so, supposed to be strong. They're supposed yeah. to, you know not let these kinds of things get to us but that's a that's a trauma our ancestors you know were slaves and Mm -hmm. now we're in today where they're trying to you know do Do the same thing in a different in a legal way way, yeah yeah. it was legal for them to do slavery too they made it legal Mm -hmm. right um it's just it's really hurtful and other countries like trinidad and like other third world countries, they don't really they have their own problems, but they they don't experience racism, and it's very diverse too. They don't consider race. I had interviewed a guy here for my sociology experiment, and he's from Trinidad, and he was just telling me that you know when I came to America, it was really weird that I'm the bad guy, mm-hmm. you know, and he came from a place where everybody was equal. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how this is supposed to be, you know, the best place to be. Right. But he comes here and he's, you know, a target. Mm-hmm. So I, that was very interesting. He didn't know what race was until he came here. Wow. Yeah. They go That's by culture there. Awakening. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, another topic, a real quick topic. I don't know much about the information, but... Um, there is a concentration camp in China going on right now. Mm, I actually did a paper on this. The Uyghur uh, Muslims, they're uh, detaining all the Muslim Chinese people and putting them into education camps, concentration camps. Yeah, they're shackled. They oh. are um, being raped and uh, tortured and fingernails being pried off. and <gasps> Their kids' parents oh are being taken away from them. Yeah, this is happening right now. Why are they doing that? Because they can't. Whatever people get away with, they just do. That's true. And whatever, whenever Satan has an open door, he gonna, he gonna go in. He gonna fly through that. He gonna go in and he gonna make it happen. Basically, China's government says that the Uyghur Muslims are a threat to the nation because they, uh, they have protested before about their unfair treatment. And so they decided to be proactive before they've even, you know, been violent or mm-hmm. been quote unquote terrorists, which they're not, mm-hmm. uh, decided to start gathering them up into these camps. And uh, yeah, it's. So how are they a threat when you're doing the most evilest thing to them? That makes no sense. It doesn't at all. It, it, uh... That doesn't make any sense. We just got to pray for these people. Basically, people are just lost. Pray FPU. And and they and people just abuse their authority. That's just mm-hmm. that's just the bottom line. Yeah. Any type of authority, oh, they run with it and okay. capitalize on it. Mm-hmm. But that's all we got for you guys. Um. So, this is Haley. This is Drew. This is Nia. And this is Shad. <laughs> and uh, this is our last and final podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, OSF has a budget cut, so yeah, <laughs> got cut. <laughs> we the ones that got cut. But um, again, thank you guys for tuning in, and pray for those who are in need, and pray for our country and other countries. Bye. Bye. Bye.